Welcome to Epignosis, the teaching ministry of Chris Morgan. May the light of God illuminate your heart and may the truth make you free as you listen. For a few years now since I set up this platform, I have itched to write on a number of issues, hoping that God will give me the grace to write on them. This is because my writings are more of prophetic writings. Many times I have no idea what I will write until it is written. For some of the things that I write, I only understand them when I'm through writing them. One of such topics I have hoped to write on is fasting. This topic of fasting is widely misunderstood and has formed the basis for a lot of erroneous doctrines in a lot of religious persuasions, but more especially in Christianity. The things I will say here may not agree with what you have been taught over the years and therefore may be tough for you to understand and accept. I really don't blame you. These kinds of paradigm shifts are never easy. I have had to battle with them for a few years myself before I eventually had to submit to the indisputable truth right before my eyes. I have found that we believe things because we want to believe them, not necessarily because they are true, but because we have the capacity to believe. It is so amazing the completely illogical things people believe. So much that they are even ready to die for those things. What I'm trying to say here is that if you don't believe my postulations, it's completely okay. Like I always say, you don't need to believe everything in one day. Give it time. However, this is the truth to the extent that it has been revealed to me. Now I will start with looking at the concept of fasting from a secular point of view, then build all the way up to the spiritual point of view. I will also look at what fasting is not and what fasting is. Furthermore, I will also see what fasting can achieve and what fasting cannot achieve. Now first of all, I will start with circular fasting. Fasting can be practiced for health reasons. There can be health benefits to fasting. The digestive system processes a lot of food and sometimes the system can become clogged up, especially when the individual is not eating right. Diet that does not include fiber can definitely lead to constipation, which makes it difficult for the system to flow properly. Giving that system a short break by fasting may be beneficial and refreshing if it is properly done. However, what people call dry fasting should never be practiced. Water is absolutely necessary for the body. Fasting can also be beneficial for weight loss. Regularly scheduled fasting can help to control weight gain to an extent. However, Whatever reasons for fasting, it should be done reasonably, bearing in mind that food is very necessary for health and for the body to continue to function properly. Now I will move on to fasting to exercise the will. 
Now the will is the very center of power for all intentional actions that come from a person. Man is said to have three major parts, and that is spirit, mind, and body, with each subdivided into three more components. So man is actually made up of a very complex structure. The middle man here is by far the most relevant while a person is still alive on this planet, which is the mind. Without going into so much detail into the theosophical makeup of man, let's just say that the will is a product of the spirit, but it is applied by the mind. The mind is practically where we live our lives. The mind is further divided into three components. The sentient mind, the intellectual mind, and the consciousness mind. They can also be called the subconscious mind, the conscious mind, and the superconscious mind. Their function is emotion, reason, and intuition. The mind is where the real action is. Bodily action is simply a consequence of mental action. Comparing mental action and body action is like comparing fire with smoke, in which the fire represents mind action and the smoke represents bodily action. Amongst the function of the mind, intuition is the highest which is carried out by the consciousness mind. The intuition is connected to your spirit. Now on the lower part, your emotion is connected to the body, which is the sentient mind. The reason function of a man is connected to both the emotion and the consciousness, which makes reason the center of man. That's where decisions are made to go with your spiritual influences through your intuition or the primordial animal tendencies through your emotions, with your will being powered by your spirit but applied by reason. The stronger your will, the more power it supplies to your reason. The weaker your will, the more you are subject to the impulses of your flesh. Fasting can therefore be a tool with which to exercise your will and strengthen it. The lower component has voices and the higher component also has voices. Your will is the fuel that powers all deliberate action. So it needs to be strong so that it can retain control. As a Christian, your emotions, which is connected to your body, must not be allowed to have dominance over your reason. Whatever you do, good or bad, must be a product of your reason. So deciding to skip food for a period of time predetermined by you, regardless of how your body feels about it, is a way to exercise your willpower over your emotions. The more you do it, the more your will is able to dominate your emotions, giving your reason power over your emotions. This doesn't only have to be food, by the way. It can be practiced with anything your emotions and your body tends to crave for. However, I must warn that this should not be used as a means of punishment for your body. It's just an exercise. 
your emotions and your body are important parts of you so you must never hate them or torture them neither are they your enemies it is simply a matter of order they need to come under the control of your reason else they can be a source of problems for you in life now i will go to the next kind of fasting which is fasting and prayer this type of fasting is the most practiced of all others before i go into how it works let me discuss what it is not fasting is not for pleasing god god is not a sadist he is not pleased by anyone punishing him or herself neither is he impressed by you going without food I know in the Old Testament stories people fasted to get God's attention and they got it. However, it was the decision to repent that actually made God respond, not going without food. It wasn't the physical action of fasting, but the mental action of repentance that works for them. God is a spirit, so he has zero affinity with the physical actions. It is what happens in your mind that God is interested in. So those who believe the physical acts can impress God or even anger God are mistaken. It is what goes on inside a person that God relates with. Like it says in Proverbs 23:7, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. People add fasting to prayer. This is very valid. It's a good combination if one understands that prayer doesn't actually require fasting. God doesn't need your help to answer your prayers. He actually has enough power in himself. Fasting while praying is merely multitasking. The benefit of exercising your will while in a time of prayer, which is good. It has no effect on God whatsoever. Some also reason that fasting shows how serious you are about your prayer. This can only be to help you and your mind, not God. God knows how serious or unserious you are even more than you. So if you decide to add fasting to prayer, it's good. But know that it is not for the benefit of God, but for your own benefit. Now the next is fasting as a spiritual resource. This by far is the most misunderstood and abused of all of them. Many use fasting as a means of acquiring spiritual power. This has been known to be possible by using certain latent energy in your body used by mystics to develop diverse abilities. But is almost always for selfish reasons. Let me say categorically that God doesn't give anyone power because they fasted 40 days. You are far more likely to attract other forces doing this. And many have become mad by doing so. There are many forces on the astral dimensions of this planet. So one should beware of powers they toy with. It is better to maintain a pure heart and allow God give you gifts as your soul prospers. But seeking vain glory can lead one into dark paths.
paths from which he may never recover. Now lastly, fasting to accumulate suffering. Now this one is not a popular one. It took me years to accept it when it was revealed to me. For every worthwhile endeavor that will be done on this earth, there is a measure of suffering that is required. The first time I had that anointing comes from suffering, I totally rejected the idea. That was over 20 years ago from a bishop who visited our church those days. While he spoke, he said it. I disagreed totally with him. I felt that everything we must receive in Christ must be by grace. I was and still a champion of grace, but I have over time been made to know that the man was right. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ was acquired by his suffering, and it gives us forgiveness of sins and offers us eternal life. But if we must achieve anything further, than that in this life, a certain amount of our own suffering cannot be avoided. It is not different in the circular world. To become anything, you must go through certain training, which will include several challenging aspects. That is suffering. The suffering is not about physical pain, but psychological tension. This suffering is what scriptures call trial by fire which is measured according to the level of assignment destined for an individual. Read through all the scriptures. You will see stories of diverse levels of suffering lined up for men chosen by God to do great things. When God brings a lot of suffering your way, it means he has a big assignment for you. The suffering is merely to qualify you, not to destroy you. Now, what place does fasting have in all this? Someone once said that when you don't plan your suffering, unplanned suffering will be given to you. That means when you go ahead and volunteer to suffer in your own way, then less suffering will be thrust into your life. Since fasting is a form of planned suffering, it can be used to add up to the requisite measure of suffering required for you. As a result of this, it can also serve as a catalyst to accelerate the timeline for your assignment. This is because you can become ready faster through fasting. I believe this is why Christ did 40 days before he entered his ministry. It was not to get powers to do miracles, but to satisfy the spiritual requirements for the death on the cross. His mother's words to the party who's at Galilee to do whatever he says shows that miracles were not new in his life. Fasting is therefore a valid practice if it is done with knowledge. It is never for God, but always for self-preparation. Let us fast with moderation, not with desperation, to avoid health issues that can be created by not eating when we should. Let us use fasting reasonably and not use it desperately so that we do not get into more troubles. Thank you so much for listening. 
and God bless you. Hope you were blessed by these teachings. For inquiry, support, and contributions, kindly send us an email on epignosis721 at gmail.com. You can also send us a message via WhatsApp on 234 We would love to hear from you. God bless you.